Hey, thanks for checking out this sermon. It's designed to help you take your next step with Jesus. And if you haven't been able to make it to one of our campuses and participate in the time of giving, you could do so online through our website or by texting to give so that you can continue to participate in the mission that God has given us. We hope that God speaks to you through this sermon. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and to show where the robe and crown, good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. Water baptism is part of the Christian tradition since there have been Christians, and it's a part of Cornerstone's history as well. Uh, and today is a day when a whole new group of Cornerstoners 
will celebrate water baptism. It's happening on all five of our campuses at the same time across the East Bay. And what's especially fun about today is that people have been baptized all weekend in their clothes. They came to church not knowing they were going to be baptized. And the Holy Spirit spoke to their hearts, and I'm sure that's going to happen again. So fasten your seatbelts. And uh, this is a powerful, powerful service. The Holy Spirit has been with us. Uh, If you're new to to Christianity, um, you're going to see a Christian thing happening today that is a a wonderful thing. You may not even completely understand it. I'm going to do my best to explain it, Uh, but uh, we're glad that you're here. Um, And whenever we baptize, it's been a really a common thing for us at baptisms. You have people show up that were ready to be baptized and they wore the right clothes and they had a towel and everything. And then you have people that just get in the water. We used to baptize at Lake Del Val and uh, we would have a service there just on a Sunday when, and right among all the people that are there enjoying the lake. And before you know it, some people would have come over and they're listening to the sermon and they go and get their son and he's listening. And uh, by the end of the time when we're baptizing people we know, we start baptizing people we have just met. Uh, I remember a woman at the Alameda County Fairgrounds on our seventh birthday. We threw ourselves a big birthday party, and uh, we had water baptisms. And uh, there was a woman just passing by, and I remember her coming and sitting and, 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 and listening to the preaching, and then, uh, and then standing up to give her heart to Christ, and then getting into the water baptism. And then she went home. I mean, her life's like totally changed. And her family's all, where have you been? And she's like, you're not going to believe this. But uh, so awesome. So we're talking about taking our next steps with Jesus. And last weekend we talked about salvation, how Jesus rescues us from the life that we would have had without him. And, uh, but how salvation has to be received. Uh, it's a decision to repent, a decision to receive grace, and a decision to begin living as saved people. Uh, and we would love for you to make that decision today as well, because this is what will give you purpose as a human being, to connect with the one who saved people, the one who created people, and the one who has redeemed us. Regardless of our behaviors, grace can cover us. Uh, and he not only saves us for eternity, he saves us for this next week, because you know, it's a crazy life we live, and uh, we need the Lord in, around, and on us all the time. So last week we talked about the decision to follow Christ. Today we're talking about the decision that comes right after that, the natural next step a person takes after making Christ Lord and Savior, where we enter the waters of baptism as a public statement of our inner commitment to live from now on as a saved person, saved from sin, saved from the consequences of sin. Can I get an amen on that one? Uh, Burying our past with Christ. In the waters of baptism, we come up out of the water clean and ready for new beginnings. So let's be clear, as we're talking about water baptism today, we're not talking about babies getting christened. And some of you were baptized as infants, which is wonderful. Your parents wanted you to be part of church from right after when you were born. But that is not a baptism unto salvation. Uh, Water baptism that we celebrate is believer's baptism. After a person decides to follow hard after Jesus for the rest of their life, then they, they go into the waters of baptism. And of course, an infant isn't ready to make that decision. And for some of us, our decision to follow after Christ is a, is a very personal one, a very private one. Uh, when we repented of our sins and we received the mercy that Christ uh, offers, it may have been 
very personal, and, and actually we may have only told a couple of people, but water baptism is intended to out us as a Christian. It's a very public thing. It's when we tell each other, I'm in. I'm in. Say that with me. I'm in. Yeah, I, I've decided to follow Jesus, and he is my new identity. This is my public declaration of a personal decision to let the old ways die and the new ways be resurrected. I'm going to live the Jesus life from now on. And water baptism is the outward expression of that inner association with Christ. We identify publicly as a true Christian, as an all-in Christian. It's not, uh, no longer are we just kind of dipping our toes into this religion. We're, we're diving in and being submerged in Jesus uh, as he becomes our identity. He becomes who we associate with. And many of it, we're very familiar with people who associate with something and that becomes their identity. Uh, sports fans especially are, are known for this. If you, if you have a sports fan among your family and friends, you know it. Uh, if they were a Sharks fan, they still can't get over the fact that we didn't make the Stanley Club uh, playoffs. If they're a Warriors fan, they're just praying. They came to church this weekend and say a special prayer because they're a fan. Uh, often a fan identifies so much with the team, they start talking about it in the first person. Oh, we had a rough game. Oh, we won that one. Oh, we couldn't get our three-pointers. And you're, like, you're sitting there going, you're on the team now? You, I thought you were just sitting on the couch eating a pizza. Uh, no, I, I, shut up. Uh, I mean, fans are fans. Long, a long time ago, I did a funeral for a diehard Raiders fan. Diehard, no pun intended. Uh, but it was his funeral. And I drove up to the mortuary to see Raiders flags flying on the lawn of the mortuary. And I'm thinking, this will be interesting. And I went in, and sure enough, it was interesting. All the flowers in the front, beautiful flowers that could have been a million different colors were all spray painted, silver and black, commitment to excellence. Uh, and and, and the, the casket had a Raiders emblem on it. The, the deceased had a Raiders jersey. He was wearing a Raiders hat. His, his, uh, his, his widow was sitting in the front with her Raiders jersey and looking down and making sure we noticed the, the big tattoo on her calf. Uh, brand new Raiders tattoo, just for the funeral she got it. Uh, and I'm up there just going, this is kind of weird. You know, this is over the top for me. But it wasn't over the top for the people who came. They all came in their silver and black. One guy dressed up his entire outfit that he wears in the black hole every Sunday. It was as, as if the Grim Reaper had come to the funeral. Uh, it was creepy. But I'll tell you what, those people had their identity figured out. And that's what baptism does. It, it, it says, this is my new identity. This is who I am. And I want everyone to know that. So as we ponder this today, I'm hoping that each of us will either be remembering our water baptism or we will be asking ourselves, why haven't I done that yet? I mean, if you decided to follow Jesus a while back, why haven't you been baptized? What are you waiting for? What is standing in the way of you getting baptized today? For those of us that have taken that step of baptism, maybe years ago, I asked, how, how is your relationship with God? Does it need freshening up? Did you, were you once really fired up for Jesus and you were baptized, but then it's just kind of faded and Christianity has become more of a hobby than, a, than an identity. 
Maybe today is your day to refresh on that and to come back to a recommitment to Christ and then get in the waters of baptism again. There's no reason that you can't be baptized again. And some people have this thing, well, I already was baptized, so you're not supposed to be baptized again. That's not in the Bible either. Uh, For me, for example, when I was baptized, I was baptized as a boy. You know, my dad was a pastor. I heard 5,000 sermons by the time I was 10 years old. And yeah, I was following after Jesus. As much as a 10-year-old kid can do, I was. Uh, So my dad baptized me. But then, you know, life goes on and, you know, you... You, you, for between 10 and, and those teen years, you know, you, you do a little bit of rebelling there, and maybe, I don't know, I did. And so when I was 21 and graduating from Bible college, my dad said, hey, I'm taking a bunch of people from Israel. Would you like to go and help me lead the trip? And I thought, that's great. And when we got to the Jordan River, I got in the water to be baptized. Even though I'd already been baptized, I wanted to be baptized again by my dad, which was cool, but also in the same river, close to the same place where Jesus had been baptized when he started his ministry. I wanted to go home and launch my ministry uh, as a person that had refreshed in their relationship with God. So I did so in the place where Jesus was baptized. It was really cool. It It was an awesome experience. I remember it very well. And you probably know the story about Jesus being baptized, that right before Jesus came on the scene, his cousin, who was who? John the Baptist, Uh, was baptizing people and preaching. Uh, His sermons were blunt and to the point. Uh, God's kingdom has come to earth. Messiah is on his way. You're all sinners. We need to repent. Get in this water and be baptized, all of you. And uh, and then uh, some people would come to be baptized and he wouldn't baptize them. He'd say, oh, I know you. You religious leaders, a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of snakes. Who invited you? And they're like, well, we thought we would be baptized. No, he'd say, go home and change your ways and then come back later. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be lucky enough to be baptized. Uh, And then one day Christ came to be baptized by John and the tables turned because John saw his cousin Jesus as actually more righteous than him. And he said, oh man, I, I don't deserve to baptize you. I should be baptized by you. But Jesus, he's, he just, John, you don't understand what this is about. It's not the better person baptizing the worse person. Uh, He says, it's just all symbolic. And he says, I want to do this, and I want you to baptize me. And so he did, and Jesus comes up out of the water, and something like a dove comes down and descends on him, the Holy Spirit. And then this voice booms through heaven. This is my son, and, and my greatest delight. And I'm so pleased with him today. And on that day, Jesus led the way for all of us who believe in him, making Christian baptism a significant and necessary public step we take soon after we commit to Christ. And we follow Christ's example. We go down into the water and we, we, we identify with Christ publicly saying, I'm in and I'm burying my old self and I'm coming up to live as a new self in Christ. Now, after Jesus uh, rose from the dead, but before he ascended to heaven, there's this 40-day period where he explained to the disciples what he wanted them to do. And they were to go everywhere, making new disciples of Christ and baptizing them. And that's exactly what they did. Not 10 days after Jesus' uh, ascension to heaven, the disciples were already baptizing uh, people. On the day of Pentecost, When the day of Pentecost, you know what that is. That's when the Holy Spirit fell on the followers of Christ and they received the boldness to preach. And they spilled out onto those same cruel Jerusalem streets, the same streets that Jesus had carried his cross through as the crowds were taunting him. 
The disciples went right back out to those same streets and preached the gospel. Peter stepped up and he said, all of you have to take the blame for rejecting and killing the Messiah. And on the day of Pentecost, they were like, okay, well, people were crying out from the crowd, tell us what to do. And Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit will fall on you as well and you'll be serving him. And by the end of the day of Pentecost, three thousand believers had joined the church and been baptized. Wow, that's amazing. And you know what? Today is the anniversary of the day of Pentecost. Today is 50, year, 50 days after the crucifixion, Pente, Pentecost. People are being baptized today on the anniversary of the first time that Christians were baptized. If you're being baptized today, you're being baptized today on the day of Pentecost. And the New Testament pattern was simple. Receive Christ, be baptized right away. Uh, the Apostle Paul was, he received Christ uh, almost against his will. Uh, Jesus knocked him flat with grace and uh, he went into Damascus, uh, just a wreck. And after he gave his heart over to Christ, he was immediately baptized. And years later, Paul traveled through the Roman Empire and everywhere he went, he was sharing Christ and baptizing new converts. We catch up with him in Philippi where he meets this wonderful woman, Lydia, who was already leading a Bible study down by the river, but still not. She was leading an Old Testament study down, down by the river outside of Philippi. And uh, Paul joined the Bible study and says, hey, listen, I can finish this story for you. And he told them all about Christ. And Lydia and her whole family were baptized that day. And later on uh, that week, Paul and his traveling buddy Silas, they were arrested, arrested for disturbing the peace. Now, they weren't really disturbing the peace. What had happened was there was a slave girl that was following them and, just, and, and kind of just, she was the one disturbing the peace, but, but, but it wasn't her will. She had been possessed by demonic forces and been given the ability to tell fortunes. And she was owned by these investors who made a lot of money off of her. And when the, Paul cast the demons out of her, she lost that ability. And so they were so mad that they, they got some charges together and got... Paul and Silas arrested and they were beaten in public and thrown into jail, their feet put into stocks. Well, it was a painful experience. And uh, middle of the night, however, Paul and Silas are in jail singing praises and worshiping God, cheering themselves up and getting through the night as they suffered. And the, all the prisoners, it says, were listening to them when an earthquake hit Philippi and although the, the, the doors of the jail broke open and miraculously the chains fell off of all the prisoners. Well, the, the, the prison guard, the, the leader, the jailer, uh, he knew what the penalty was for letting your prisoners escape. And so he drew his sword to commit suicide. And Paul says, hey, 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 we're all here. Come on in. And he came in and lit the torches and saw all the guys just sitting around, uh, their new pastors, Paul and Silas, and they were just talking about the Lord. And the jailer was like, oh my God, what is this? And he says, what must I do? to be saved. And Paul says, you need to repent of your sin and be baptized. And, and the, the man took Paul and Silas into his own home and fed him a hot meal and, and washed their wounds. And, and they explained Jesus to them. And by, before dawn, they were all baptized as Christians. Uh, when Paul went to Corinth, 
He, he talked to the, the, the leader of the synagogue in Corinth into becoming part of the Christian church. And this guy named Crispus and his whole family were baptized. When Paul went to Ephesus, he ran into uh, followers of John the Baptist who had been baptized with John's baptism but hadn't figured out how it related to anything in the future. And, and, and Paul says, man, you got the baptism of repentance, but you didn't get the baptism of grace. Let me tell you about Jesus. And he told them about Jesus, and they were baptized as Christians in Ephesus. Everywhere Paul went, people were baptized soon after making the decision to, 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 to associate with Christ. This was the normal next step, even though in many cases their baptism cost them dearly. Some of these people were living in communities that already knew about Christianity, but they were rejecting Christianity and saying, no, it's a cult or it's blasphemous to the Jewish God or it's blasphemous to the Roman or Greek God. So Christians, once they took Christian baptism, they suffered great persecution. And within years, they were even suffering death because of being publicly baptized Christians. And you say, you know, Steve, that still happens today. And those of us that have uh, stayed in touch with what goes on among Christians, you know, in, in the U.S., we don't really pay a price for public baptism. But if you're in a totalitarian, uh, godless communist country, or if you're in a country where uh, the, the, the Muslims, that's the, Islam is the only allowed religion by law, uh, then if you take public baptism, there's a great price to pay. I was recently reading a story about a church in Iran where on that day, 38 men and women were ready to be baptized. And in the service, word came that their pastor, who they had been missing for weeks, had been, it had been discovered that, he, that uh, he had been tortured and he had been killed. And someone called and said, uh, we know where he's buried in an unmarked grave. And the associate pastor stood and the church was packed. And he said, our, our pastor has been, has been brutally killed for his faith. And of course, a cry went up in the congregation as they grieved their pastor who had taught them all about Jesus. The 38 people that were there to be baptized were the fruit of this man's work. But the associate said, listen, I want you all to consider this. Our pastor was just killed for his faith. If you're baptized in public, there are spies in this room right now that are taking names. You need to reconsider whether you really want to go to this public step of being baptized. And then the service went on and all 38 of those people said, I've decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. And they entered the waters of baptism and they were baptized even though it would cost them Greatly. These are your Christian brothers and sisters that are alive today in Iran. So as we're celebrating today, and some people are coming forward for baptism that didn't necessarily bring shorts, I really don't want you thinking about your hairstyle or your makeup. Because those are very small barriers to living an obedient lifestyle. And if that's a little bit of a price you have to pay where you have to drive home with wet clothes, so be it. Because that means that you've said, listen... I'm not going to let something like that. And not only that, if you want to be baptized, we actually have some clothes backstage you could change into. We have hair product. We have brushes, you know. <laughs> oh, back to the Apostle Paul. It says it so well. When we were baptized, he says, we were buried with Christ. We shared in his death. We were buried with him so that we could live a new life just as Christ was raised from the death by the wonderful power of the Father. So many people, you know, when they, they receive salvation, they say, Christ, you did so much for me. What can I do for you? And Christ says, 
You can die to your sins. You can die to self. You can take up your cross and follow me. You can follow me right into the grave and right back out into resurrection. That's what you can do for me. Paul explains it even further in his letters to the Christians in Colossae. Going under the water, he said, was a burial of your old life and coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did with Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. He's the one who brought you alive right along with Christ. Just think of it, Paul writes. All sin forgiven. The slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. As we allow that person baptizing us to lower us down until the water completely covers us, we say, just like the Lord died, I am dying. The Lord took my sin with him into the grave and he buried my sin. So I am burying it as well. And then you come up out of the water and you tell everyone, I am living, I'm now living. I'm alive in Christ, which is different than just being physically alive. I know where I'm headed this week. I'm headed into God's will. I know where I'm headed next month. I know where I'm headed next year. I am surrounded by God and filled with him. And this baptism says, I'm one of those Christians. I am all in. You know, I was talking about dying to self, and it reminds me of, there was one baptism when I baptized Brenda's grandma, Rosie. And she's an absolute saint. So it was kind of like John the Baptist and Jesus. I'm thinking she should baptize me. But we were in Israel and she wanted to be baptized, which is great. Except we got the bargain trip by going to Israel in the off season. And I'm thinking, you know, off season, but it's Israel. I'd seen pictures. It's always hot there, right? No, not in January. It's not. And uh, we got there, and they were having snow in Jerusalem and sleet and rain every day. And we were, we were bundled up that whole trip, and we had our umbrellas. But it came time to baptize in the Jordan, so I thought, well, nobody's going to want to do it. It's, it's freezing today. And the sleet was falling, and, 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 and the, oh, no, everybody wanted to do it. Everybody wanted to do it. Get in the water, Pastor. We want to be baptized. And we don't want to just wait about it. We want to stand in the water for a long time. And I'm like, get over here. Uh, 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 uh. You know, I'm freezing. Give the pastor a break. How did pastor die? Oh, he caught pneumonia. Uh, doing what he loves to do. No, but I'm there and I'm like, you know, what am I in my 40s? I look down and there's Grandma Rosie, you know, you know, she's like in her 80s and she weighs about 80 pounds and she's turning blue, waiting in line. And I go, hey, Grandma, come on, you cut the line, cut the line. I went and got her and brought her, baptized her, got her up on the bank, wrap her, you guys wrap her in a blanket, get her in the bus. Brenda's gonna kill me if I kill her grandmother in Israel. I was remembering while I was preaching uh, last night. I can't remember. I, I just this story came to my mind. I don't remember the lady's name. Uh, it's, I think it started with a D. It doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, it was in our church uh, when we were uh, in uh, where was it? in Pueblo, and they had in the stage they had built they had a built-in baptismal that they would, the stage would cover it, and then whenever they would baptize, they would lift this, and there was the tank, and you just fill it with water, and you baptize people. 
So my dad is, you know, in the, in the tank. My dad's five foot seven. So you're, he's just like in the tank and you just see this bunch of Daryl, you know, praising the Lord. And people would come and go down to the water. He'd baptize them. And then he'd come out and everybody clapped. It was really cool. Well, this lady, uh, I don't know what her number was on the Enneagram, but whatever the one that's the most enthusiastic and outgoing, this was this lady. And she was so excited to have been saved. And she was getting baptized that night. My dad was in the water and it was in time for her and the next one, next one. And she backed up and then just ran <laughs> as fast as she could and, uh, and just, just, just cannonballed into the water. <laughs> and my dad and half the water just splashed out the other side. <laughs> and he was like, whoa. He gets back in and you know, what water was left, he baptized her with. And we went on to the service. And the three front rows were all baptized again, uh, kind of like at Marine World, you know, the splash zone. Uh, all right, back to Scripture. Uh, Paul writes to the Galatian churches, all of you who were baptized into Christ have covered yourselves in Christ. That is beautiful. That's what the people are doing today. They're covering themselves in Christ. Uh, he has become, when you look at them, you see Christ. Uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthian believers, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation because the old is gone and the new is here. A new person with a fresh start. Something very important happened when they repented of their sin and now they're telling everyone, I repented of my sin and I'm being baptized, celebrating my new uh, association with Christ. Baptism is the celebration of our salvation. Kind of like a wedding where the bride and groom seal their commitment in front of everyone and they take vows and they exchange rings and they, the pastor says, I now pronounce you husband and wife and then they seal it all with a way too passionate kiss and we're all like, mm. uh, but uh, it's really not official until the witnesses sign the paperwork and they mail it in because the wedding's not official because the pastor says it's official. It's official when witnesses sign it and they send it in because a wedding has to be witnessed. In the same way, baptisms are public because your baptism needs to be witnessed. It's not a private expression. It's a public expression of the personal commitment you have, you have made where you're telling everyone, I'm not ashamed for anyone here to know that I'm a follower of Christ. I publicly identify with him. So if we could, let's talk about how some people wait to be baptized for months, even years, after the decision to follow Christ. Even though there's no biblical precedent for this, you will hear people say, I'm waiting. Uh, and you're like, what are you waiting for? Well, I'll be baptized later after I know more of the Bible. And you'll even notice some Christians treating believers' baptism like it's optional. Something they'll do if they get around to it. So friends, I wanna say this in the kindest way possible. That's ridiculous. You're rewriting scripture. None of their believers in the New Testament intentionally delayed their baptism and none of them saw it as optional. They saw it as obeying a clear command that Jesus laid out. To not be water baptized after placing your faith in Jesus, you're really saying, I, I am not going to obey Jesus. So I encourage you as your pastor to clear that up today. Think about it, and then join us here in the next few minutes. There's some people who came prepared to be baptized, so you can let them be baptized first while we get you another shirt and we get you a towel, but then just get in the water. And, 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 and now that you understand how important this is, you're gonna want to clear that up. 
Uh, and since baptism is a sign of new beginnings, let me also challenge those of you who, who have faded in your relationship with Jesus. It used to be a hot relationship and fired up, but now it's more of a kind of a hobby. And uh, it's time for you to, to make a fresh identity, uh, public identity with Christ and bury that old self again. It's like you dug the old self up. Uh, and it's time to bury that again. That's why you're, you're, you're not so happy in your Christianity these ways. And, 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 and you just don't feel very powerful uh, because you're living in a, a compromised life. And so uh, there's some people today that are going to go back to baptism and go all in again to, be, to make a fresh start. All right, so I think I've explained it. I want to close with this story found in Acts chapter 8 where Philip, one of the preachers in the New Testament, and he was a significant part of the great New Testament revival because Philip was apt to go out to groups that other weren't getting preached to, like Samaritans. Philip led a whole revival among Samaritans, and he was there, and it was going great, but the Holy Spirit said, okay, this is going great. I want to send you down. I, I want you to intersect with someone. So Philip headed down the Gaza Road, just as the Lord told him to, and he intersected with this uh, court official from uh, Queen Candace from Ethiopia. Her, her treasurer had been in Jerusalem, and seeking after God, and now he was headed back to Ethiopia. And uh, Philip jogs up beside his cart, and he sees that the guy is reading a scroll from the book of Isaiah. And he calls up and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy says, no, I don't get it. What, is Isaiah talking about someone who lived in his time or someone in the future? And uh, he says, do you, do you understand it? And he said, yeah. And he says, well, come up here and ride with me and explain it to me. So Philip got up in the cart and he explained the book of Isaiah to him and, and talked to him about Christ. And then he explained the rest of the New Testament to him. Uh, and and, 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 and the, the guy says, I'm in. I think Jesus is the God I've been looking for. And he says, hey, you were telling me about how people were baptized. There's water right here by the road. Let's stop. He calls the driver, stop. They stopped and he says, is there, he says, what's stopping me from being baptized right now? And Philip says, well, if you believe with all your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'll baptize you. And the guy said, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And Phil said, that's all I need to know. And he baptized him. The guy went on to Ethiopia with a new identity and Philip went a different direction that day. But I ask you that same question that the guy asked, what is stopping you from being baptized today? What's holding you back? There should be nothing holding you back. There's nothing more important than obeying Christ. So I say, do something impulsive for a change. There's only one qualification to be baptized. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you gonna follow him? You want to identify with him. If you do, then you can be baptized. And if you're going to follow the New Testament pattern, your baptism should come soon after your decision to be identified with Christ. And I know from talking to people in the services that have, that have already been here, they said, when you were preaching that seat, my heart started beating faster. And I started thinking, am I, going to do, am I actually going to do this? And I say, yes, you are. You're going to do this. You're going to follow 150 people that have been baptized in this room already. And you're going to be one of the group today while the worship team sings. You're going to celebrate new life. You're going to go out of this place feeling like a million bucks and your hair's wet. Big deal. Now, if you're watching online and you're thinking, well, I, didn't, I missed this Sunday. So you can click on this. Uh, let's put this one up uh, where you can, you, can, you can text baptism to this number and we'll sign you up for the next one. 
And you can be part of that as well. But for those of you that are here, here's how we're going to do it. The worship team is going to play. And those that were prepared for baptism, you'll come first. And, and, uh, and, and that'll give everybody else kind of time to adjust and get ready and, and, and maybe get another t-shirt on or whatever they need to do. And then we're going to stay and baptize as long as we need to. We've got nowhere to be. And the rest of us are going to sit and celebrate this because it's amazing to see what God has been doing at Cornerstone this weekend. And we, uh, we've got another baptism coming up. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray right now for those, for those that prepared to be baptized. And I pray that this is just an amazing time. It's everything that they've been looking forward to. And I pray for those that didn't prepare. And they know they're coming down to be baptized. And I pray that this would be a powerful experience for them as well. And Lord, I pray for those that are watching online, that they would say, I need to do that. And that, the, that we would fill up our next baptism with people who signed up today. Father, I pray that you would be pleased with what we are about to do and you would be glorified as we bury our old self with Christ and we come up to new life, identifying as Christians. And all of God's people shouted, Amen. Amen.
your breath in our lungs So we pour out our praise We pour out our praise It's your breath in our lungs So we pour out our praise to only It's your breath in our lungs So we pour In our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. And all your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing Oh, 
Yes, you turn my morning into dancing And you turn my night into day I put off all my heaviness And I put on a garment of praise Cause you turn my morning into dancing And you turn my night into day I put off all my heaviness And I put on a garment of praise Cause you turn my morning into dancing And you turn my night into day I put off all my heaviness And I put on a garment of praise Cause you turn my morning into dancing And you turn my night Is there?
Baptize. There's a couple trials open on the other side. If you want to head over there. You. 
Amen. Wow, what a morning. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. If you were baptized, we're so pumped for you. I hope that you remember this day forever and that you can celebrate today. We love you, we're with you, and we're so pumped. And if you're new, it's crazy that you hung around this long, but if you're new, you can over, head over to our Connect Center right out these front doors, and we'll see you guys next week. We love you. If you need prayer, you can come forward now. Our prayer team is still here. Love you.